Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hey guys, and welcome to another Out There episode of Inquiries of Our Reality, number 88 to be exact. I'm your host, Shane, as always, and thanks for tuning in. But uh, before we get into the show, and I do have a really good show, as usual for you guys, like I always do, you know, I try to find the best people and the most interesting people to talk to, and that's what I try to present to you guys. But before we get into that, if you guys don't mind uh, dropping me a review or rating on uh, app iTunes, on Spotify, anything, uh, always appreciate it. Uh, that's one of the things that can help the show grow. Also, uh, word of mouth, if you have any friends that are into this type of conversation or any weird topics, if you don't mind uh, dropping the name, Increase of Our Reality or Open Minds Media or Bizarre Encounters, any of the, any of the plethora of shows that I do, it's always appreciated. And uh, if you're not already doing it, come and uh, follow me on social media. I'm mostly active on Instagram for pretty much anything that I do. Uh, I also do have a Telegram set up for Increase of Our Reality, and if you're not already part of that, um, it's starting to build up. We're starting to get some more people talking on there, so uh, it's always going to be a good time once we get everything rolling. Uh, it's just a matter of time, and uh, you know, just getting everybody to hop in, and uh, feel free to have the conversations, because I feel like a lot of people will hop in and feel like they can't talk, but I want to hear everything that you guys have to say, so feel free to come and talk all you want on the Telegram. And if you're not already checking it out, go and check out Bizarre Encounters. That's my other show that I do with uh, Ghost from My Third Eye. It's um, our specific alien, paranormal, cryptid, all that fun stuff. Bizarre Encounters. I mean, the name kind of fits it. So just go and check it out if it seems like something you might be interested in. Um, Open Minds Media, if you're not already checking that out also, it's kind of the umbrella for all the stuff I do. So that is uh, Inquiries of Our Reality, Bizarre Encounters, Bite Size Bizarreties, Big Dumb Inquiries, all that fun shit. And... There might even be more in the future. Who knows? So definitely go check that out. And uh, if you're not already subscribed to the Patreon, I did add some new tiers to that. There is a $3 tier, a $5 tier, a $10 tier, and a $20 tier. And there's extra little features for each of those. So definitely go and check those out. And with the Patreon, it's the Open Minds Media Patreon. So rather than just getting inquiries about reality or whatever, if you come and check out that Patreon, you get all four shows that I do. And if I add any more in the future, you'll also get those. So it's more bang for your buck. Don't just get one show on Patreon when you can get a plethora of shows. So go and check it out. And uh, if you want to donate to the show in a different way, um, I am also set up on Kofi. I'm set up on Anchor, which is my RSS host. So, you know, whatever you're listening to me on, go all the way down to the bottom. There'll be a little thing that says support on Anchor. You can click there and uh, you can donate if you'd like to. Um, I also have Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal set up. If anybody would like to uh, 
you know, donate some money for some kombucha or some upgrades to equipment or just keep building it up. So eventually, hopefully I can do this as a uh, full-time thing. Um, anything is appreciated. Um, I don't want to put anything crazy behind a paywall. I'm kind of trying to do the value for value concept where, you know, I'm going to put out a bunch of content for you guys and I'm not going to split it in half in the middle, do anything like that. Um, you know, just if you appreciate what I do and you got a little bit extra, you know, just come support it and it's always appreciated. And, uh, of course I'll give you guys shout outs on the show. If anybody wants to come and support the show, um, you can also support the show by picking up some merch. Um, I have the open minds media Patreon, uh, not just the Patreon, but open minds media merch store. So there again, like I just like the Patreon, you can find all, all the shows that I do a bunch of different logos for all that fun stuff. Um, there's hoodies, there's long sleeve shirts, all that fun shit. Um, I should be adding some more stuff on there. Uh, just tell me what you guys might be interested in, and I'd be more than happy to add it to the merch store. And uh, if you're not already doing it too, go and check out Crypto Theology. Uh, my buddy Joe over there, he's uh, always putting out some awesome designs. Um, he's got just endless amounts of them. I mean, they're, they're awesome. If you haven't already checked them out, I'm always posting on the uh, on my pages just a bunch of pictures of me wearing the different shirts. Um, he has a bunch of parody shirts of a bunch of old TV shows, of movies, um, there's even the Bizarre Encounters uh, collab, which is a Mortal Kombat reference where it has Ghost and I on the, and all the other playable characters are cryptid. So a lot of cool stuff going on over there. And there should be some more awesome uh, collab designs going on in the future. So there's a little tab there now for Open Minds Media. So yeah, just go and check out Crypto Theology if you haven't already. And I know that, you know, if you've been around for a while, I've been talking about it for a while. So I apologize if you've already heard the spiel, but I really do like Joe's design. So honestly, guys, go check it out because he's not a sponsor of the show. He's uh he's a friend. We've we've teamed up here, so it's not like we're making money off each other. We're just supporting each other because we both like what each other do. So the best thing you guys can do is also try to help support him because because that's the only way they're ever going to get anywhere is w- with support, man. And that's the only way that anything grows is with support. And with that, uh, everything that I've mentioned, all available under the link tree. Uh, the one for increase of our reality is l i n k t r period e e slash increase of our reality podcast. And uh, if you want to check out Open Minds Media, that link tree is L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media. And with that, welcome to the show, Declassified Dave and Mystery Mike from Hush Hush Society. How's it going, guys? It's going. Doing well, sir. It's going. It's going. Thanks for having us. Definitely. Glad we could uh, finally arrange this because I feel like we had a little bit of bouncing around at first and we kind of like saw each other in passing but never really made everything work. And now we finally sat down and made it happen, man. The life yeah, of a holidays are a crazy time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> life of a podcaster. That's true. Ain't that the truth? So uh, I guess and for I, anybody that uh, doesn't know who you guys are, why don't you guys give them a brief idea about like what you guys do, what your podcast is all about, and uh, I guess what got you started doing what you're doing? Mike, sure. Mike, head, head up to the plate on that. All right. Uh, yeah, we're uh, Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. Myself and Dave and our third uh, co-host slick frank sanders we do a weekly to bi-weekly show where we dive into conspiracies cryptids mysteries true crime cults uh just a little bit of everything fringe science and um just do a deep dive and find as much as we can whether it be uh just regular research or diving into subreddits we have a whole reddit section for every episode um and then we where we interview with author TV personalities and anybody that kind of we find interesting. Um, and that usually fills out the odd weeks for when we don't have a, 
a regular episode. So, yeah, and uh, we, you know, we're we're pretty much everywhere that you can get podcasts. We have a video podcast also on Rockfin. Just look up Hush Hush Society and find us everywhere, hushhushsociety.com. Easy peasy. So I guess a good starting question is what kind of got you guys all together? Like what made you guys kind of form and start off doing what you guys are doing? Uh, Mike had a show for a while, which was a, a movie, a movie podcast uh, in late 2019 through throughout 2019. And then the pandemic hit, he had uh, some co-host things and moved on to something else. So we decided to make this show. Mike and I have known each other for, just pretty close to 20 years so we've known each other for a while too and shit <laughs> frank mike knows for a long time <laughs> yeah i'd say a long time yeah <laughs> forever little known fact frank is <laughs> yep yeah so i've known him for a bit but yeah we we all were kind of um like Dave said, I was part of a podcast that was kind of drowning. Um, my co-host had left, and Dave came on to do a guest spot a couple times. And he said, uh, hey, you know, if you want, I'll fill in on this, and, you know, we could do movies. And I said, no, you know what, let's, let's do something new. Let's just a whole new dynamic, whole new show. Uh, we brought in Frank, and it was just a natural movement towards just these things that were pretty much always were interested in so it kind of came naturally it wasn't really one of those things where we had to think a lot about what we were going to cover what we were going to talk about or what the show was going to be about so yeah it's been a it's been a natural evolution from what we thought we could kind of pump out in the first season first couple episodes to now i don't think we i don't think either of us thought that like we would have what we have now, how many episodes, how much content, how many minutes and uh, how many more ideas we still have. We have like two more years, right. Of dates, right. Like lined up for our episode. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're always, always, always busy. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's very natural with, with us. We didn't have, I think the hardest thing we ever had to do was what create a name that wasn't taken. Dude, weirdly that enough, probably... that's one of the hardest parts. <laughs> yeah. 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 We even even the name, I think, kind of came easy for us because it, it started off as a joke. It was a much it was longer a name. Um, and of course we just shortened it, but it I don't I don't think that was that was even difficult to come up with. Really. It would have been but, fun to write that as a dot com though. Every word. Oh yeah. 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 It was like 20 something words. What's the full thing? Do do either of you guys remember it offhand? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What was it? It was uh, Declassified Declassified David Mystery Mike's Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour featuring Slick Frank Sanders and the Molly Wap Band. (laughs) We originally had an idea to have like puppets playing at the end, like it was a talk show. Uh, But, you know, we're not Muppeteers. So. It never, never worked out. You just got to have enough sound effects. That's the trick. Yeah, <laughs> That's yep. all it is. Yep. That's all it is. So, Teddy uh, bears and, and a soundboard. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess what are some of like the, the biggest topics that you guys felt kind of like grouped you guys together? Like uh, each of you guys, I guess, might have individual things that you prefer, but like what's, uh, what's your guys, I guess, prefer topics to get into then? 
preferred, um, I think we can agree on a lot of stuff. But for me, yeah. starting off the show, uh, alien stuff, UFOs, uh, and 9-11. I think that was a big one. JFK, too, was one of the ones that we all were like, we got to do this. And right when we started the show, the Epstein stuff was happening. Ooh. So we had, we had a <laughs> lot of fuel and ammunition to start the show with current events, too. Yeah. Was that a, that was when the, the original thing was happening, right? Not like when they were trying to make that uh, documentary where they're purposely leaving a bunch of stuff out on purpose to try to like steer the narrative, like most documentaries that they make. <laughs> no, this was like, uh, hey, we're doing research for this Jeffrey Epstein thing, and he killed himself two weeks ago. <laughs> so it was it was right then, yeah. right then. Um, but I, I think, it, you know, it's kind of weird. It was, it was like one of these off episodes that I think really brought us together was, uh, Titanic. Mm -hmm. I think the Titanic episode was just had a comedic factor. I think we were kind of coming into our stride with the show. Uh, we had covered some interesting stuff up until then, but I think that was just, I don't know. It, it, I think it was the first episode that felt flawlessly easy to do with all three of us well i haven't really talked about that one too much on my show so i mean if you guys want to give a little brief rundown of uh that whole conspiracy i know that there's a few different ones that i've heard but i'm curious about what you guys covered exactly um yeah we covered uh the rockefeller connection um, the Federal Reserve. So there was uh, supposedly very rich elite people that were on the Titanic uh, for that maiden voyage. Or supposed and, to be on the Titanic and didn't didn't go yeah. last minute too. Yeah, there's, dun, there's dun, dun. yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently they were they were uh, you know against the formation of the Federal Reserve and. Some people say that the ship was sank on purpose just to, uh, you know, kill those people off in what seemed like an accident. So do you guys go into the whole idea of uh, explosives possibly being on, to, on the boat? Or are you talking about like an iceberg and it was like steered directly towards an iceberg? I think we talked about explosives. I think there was one little aspect where we were like, or there could have been a bomb. Uh, mm. But I think I think the set, what was the the main focus of it is that the Titanic wasn't actually the Titanic. It was the Olympic, which had already been into a couple accidents previously before Titanic was allegedly supposed to have its maiden voyage and that it could have already been weakened. And somebody had claimed that they had counted a certain number of portholes and that on, on the Olympic. And then there was, I think a couple less on the Titanic or vice versa. And somebody in a picture had noticed, well, that looks different, but that says Titanic on it. So one of in in the, the scheme of of killing off all these people uh it could have just purpose yeah purposefully drove it into an iceberg and because there was what was the name of the ship mike that was behind them or that was tailing or trailing them for miles and miles and miles and it had like two thousand life jackets on it with nobody aboard it was yeah i was trying to think of uh, i was trying to think of the name of the ship um but the the Olympia actually had gone through a coal fire also mm. uh, previously as one of the accidents. There was a, a fire down in one of the engine rooms or where they were where they have like the coal holds uh, underneath, and there was like this massive fire that 
made the whole of the ship brittle. So there were thoughts that if they did swap it out, it would have been the perfect ship to do it. It was already in this crappy condition, essentially. Um, just throw out on paint job, put a couple letters on it, and you have a ship. <laughs> so what what was supposed to be the intention of the ship behind it that had all the life vests on it? Uh, that was the suspicious part was why are there why were there about 2,000 deaths or 1,500 deaths or so? I think the ship had what over a little over 3,000 people on it and they had enough life vests tailing. Just for the people that they wanted to make survive it. So because I'm assuming the idea is too is that you have to have some people on there that were on the other side of it because then otherwise it would have looked even more suspicious if it was just all somebody all the people that didn't agree with the Federal Reserve. I don't even think they made contact with that ship either. I don't think that ship like came. Might no, that was after. that was the rescue ship. Oh, was it the Carpathia? That was the that rescue the ship. Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, something like that. It was apparently the the ship was something like a hundred nautical miles away. Yeah, it was very close. It was in this. It was in the same uh, kind of making the same route, uh, same trip, but it was an empty ship. Um, yeah. They said that it was a military ship. Then they said it was a transport ship, but it wasn't transporting anything. Um, and then when the uh, Titanic had actually gone down, there were, you know, the ship had shown up conveniently pretty quickly because it wasn't that far away. So it's, it's, it really all depends on, I guess, who tells the, the tale of, you know, what they believe with those two ships. It's one of those things too, that as more time passes, the harder it is to really get to like the bottom truth of it, because the more people can put a spin on the story, more people can edit photos to make fit whatever they want to fit. And as you know, everybody Mm -hmm. has the last person that that was a survivor of the Titanic Titanic passed away already. They must have. Yeah, they had to have, they would be like in their nineties or something, nineties or hundreds now. Right. Yeah, like that. that was what, 110 years ago or something like that? Yeah, so... Didn't she have the diamond, blue sapphire? Oh, <laughs> the Hope Diamond. <laughs> Say, that'd be the only way you'd really... You have to talk to somebody, otherwise everything else is just hearsay, you know? There's no documented I mean, anything from it. <laughs> I just read recently, I think it might have been on Reddit, but I think James Cameron just did a uh, an experiment to silence everybody about if Jack could have been left on the door and if they both would have survived... I didn't read. I didn't read into it, but he was like, "I'm sick of hearing about it." That's what it seemed like the headline said. I'm sick of hearing about it, and they just probably put two people on a door and just saw if it floated. <laughs> Did it float? I don't know. I got. I got to look into it. That was. That was just. I saw. I think I saw it this morning. It was a pretty hefty door. It was. <laughs> they don't make things like they used to, man. Back then, you no, could hold two no. people with one door. Now you'd be lucky to hold one. <laughs> Well, most stores are hollow now. Yeah. These ships are made a little bit better now because that unsinkable, unsunkable definitely got sunk. So. Hey, that's a challenge, <laughs> though, man. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that guy in Italy definitely challenged it, right? <laughs> a couple of years ago. <laughs> ship captain, I'm going to crash this into some rocks and hop off the ship, abandoned ship myself. I'm the captain the- now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we one thing we were talking about, too, was the captain of... Uh, of the Titanic had also, wasn't he, wasn't he the Olympics captain and had, had one of those wrecks. He was the one that was the captain <laughs> during was, those, those accidents, those accidents. Yeah. And then, uh, 
we were like, well, why would he just go down with a ship? And we probably thought, I mean, if there's the, if there's that many big powerhouses like JP Morgan and Henry Ford and uh, the Rothschilds and all these big families involved, they probably just put a gun to his head and was like, you're dying. You're dying either way. So go down with the ship. If, cause we had thought that he might've had knowledge that that was going to happen. Or maybe he's hiding anyway. in Argentina. <laughs> oh, yes. Could be. Hey. He got speaking of Germans. <laughs> there was there was the thought that maybe uh German U-boats had mm-hmm. uh sunk the Titanic or hit it with a torpedo. They they did something similar, I believe, years before with the what was it the Lusitania? Yeah. Yeah, they had, I lose track of all these ships. I believe names. it was the Lusitania. Yeah, and it had hit a. a the Lusitania was a, a, a traveler ship. It had you know, just people hi- on it. It wasn't, <laughs> just, it wasn't a military just, ship. They're just hiding underneath. Uh, they just got the um, some kind of camo thing set up where it looks like an iceberg on the top, and they can just stand farther enough back, <laughs> just shoot a little missile yep. at it, torpedo, <laughs> and be like, it was an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it very well could have been a U a U boat. That would it's it's definitely. I think there was a lot of plausible explanations that could have, you know, resulted in the Titanic sinking, and um, but we were. I don't think we were definite on what we thought. I think we we liked the theories. The theories were fun to talk about, but it probably was just a real shitty accident. <laughs> but 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 it's but you know, it it's it's it's. It's more fun to talk about it if it's a uh, if it's conspiracy related. Very true. I like to entertain all ideas just in case, you know. Like <laughs> no matter what it is, no matter how yeah, crazy out it. there it sounds, like it's just fun to entertain it anyways, man. And then you just expand your thoughts mm-hmm. on it and just get crazy with it. <laughs> That's how you go down the rabbit hole, man. Truth. Yep. Never ends. <laughs> it all goes back to the Germans. So it's it's every that's one thing that we've always found with a lot of our conspiracies out of like 60 something episodes, at least 50 of them have to do with Nazis. And we're not even talking about Nazis. It just goes right back to it. We're like, ugh. More, more. Speaking of uh, more stuff, Nazis, we were talking about uh, the secret space program before the show started. And I figured it'd be something fun to get into. And uh, I don't know, at least from what I've heard, at least from a lot of the few, few people I've talked to about 20 and backs, there are Nazis involved in that too. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, Mike, well, Mike read the. What was it? Um, yeah, yeah. Dark Fleet. Dark, Dark Fleet. Fleet. I don't know if I don't know if you've ever read the book. It's uh, it's called Dark Fleet. It's by this man named Len Caston, and it's such a standout book. It's it's not really a super long book. It's a quick read, but it it has a lot of interesting stuff about uh in it. And he talks about how Nazis had pretty much a a space armada made up of flying U boats that would go into space, and they were um, kind of in cahoots with alien, you know, extraterrestrials, whether it be uh, reptilians or greys, and uh, this was all kind of a thing to 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 start a slave colony on Mars. Um, you know, we're we're talking about, and and this happened around World War between World War One and World War Two, uh, mostly in World War Two. And there's even the thought process, and he says this within the book that uh, maybe even some of the the Jewish uh, prisoners were taken off-world 
to work in these uh, in these Mars enslavement camps. It it gets a little sci-fi, but he also oddly backs up a lot of it with actual factual uh, historical events and accuracy. So it's weird. He he mixes in this this hard concrete truth with these things that seem very outrageous. That almost makes me wonder too if uh, theoretically, if that is true, if the ones that were getting tested out first for twenty and backs would have been like Jewish prisoners. Mm. Yeah, so would have been when they probably started to start do stuff to start doing stuff like that. You know, because allegedly, what were they shooting U boats to other galaxies, Mike? They were, you know, I mean, perfect yeah, spaceship. There, there's a lot of there's a lot there's a lot of stuff to it. Um, you know, the moon is kind of uh, a way station, I guess you could say, <laughs> or a, a, a rest stop on the intergalactic highway, um, you know, and a little bit of a spaceport, too, because that would be the first stop of where they would, you know, stop their their armada before they went on the longer trip to Mars um, to do these transports. And you know, according to government documents, as he's seen them, uh, they would have these space officers that they would name off with these very weird names. Um, and you know, they, they, that would be attributed to some sort of space armada and some sort of ship that nobody had heard of with these very, again, very weird names. Um, and Apparently, to to what Len Caston had said in the book, the reptilians were kind of like the supervisors of the entire workforce, and the greys were the uh, the peon workers. They would be the guards of the slaves on Mars. So, kind of a you know a hierarchy within the extraterrestrial races. In that, very very odd stuff. In that book, does he make reference to there being like a like a being that's outside of like our realm of existence? Um, there was I had somebody on the show re, not it was a little bit ago now it was probably a couple months ago, but his name is Tony Rodriguez, and uh, he was talking about this story that he heard when he was doing a twenty and back that um, pretty much they're they were fucking with time and they were trying to like make things happen in the aspect that they wanted it to happen. And these beings came and plucked this German uh, lieutenant or whatever you want to call him out and threw him into a rat for a thousand years and then took him back and threw him back and pretty much said, don't fuck with time again. And then they disappeared. So I've been trying to find another reference to whatever this being erases that's like outside of the time of existence, but (laughs) I haven't found any other references to it. That's the guy who turned into Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, humanoid rats. <laughs> yeah. Just a r- rat robot for a thousand well, the, years. That explains why that place feels so off. <laughs> yeah. His uh, I mean, the the biggest the biggest stuff like Mike was saying in the in mostly in the thirties. Uh, yeah, apparently the Germans contacted uh like the Dracos or like the reptilians, like you said, but that would kind of coincide with all of our, you know, serpent things and, and, and ancient cultures and then the devil itself. And I, I guess they, they made a deal. I'm sure that there's been a couple of deals if this stuff is accurate, because clearly the U S government has made deals with probably something similar like the grays, but they said that they came 
to our realm or in our existence to, you know, they harvest us and it's called loosh, the spiritual energy that they harvest from us. And uh, they thrive on negative emotions, physical pain. So it's a lot of the stuff that a lot of people have different names for it, but it, from that type of part of this part of the story that you know i guess mike was saying what was it a galactic federation but is the galactic i guess the question is is the galactic federation that part of the nefarious group are they a part of that or is it something different is that the war that they're having i feel like anything that's involved in that is nefarious if i'm being honest with you and you know they're probably Mm -hmm. no matter what group is involved like they're they're not they're doing they have their own intentions you know what i mean like none of them are really working together. They all have their dark intentions that they're trying to make happen. Like none of them are going up there with like full hearted intentions of what they're trying to do here. <laughs> it's all about conquest. Same, same with every, how everything happens on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking about what you were talking about before with the, the different beings on a different, uh, dimension. So, um, if you look at the different classes of extraterrestrials, you have like the greys, you have the reptilians, you have the Pleiadians, um, and then you have what are called like archons. Um, and I think that's kind of what you're, what you're uh, speaking about. So archons work apparently on like the fifth dimensional plane. Um, and they are kind of like, um, like emotional dark energy automatons that work for the reptilians. So there has been this massive, uh, war that's been going on for millennia between the Pleiadians and the reptilians, uh, the Pleiadians up, and this is all allegedly, obviously with the story of Len Caston and him backing this all up with some very odd facts. Um, so the Palladians and the Reptilians have been at war for millennia. Uh, the Palladians apparently created us as some sort of test subjects uh, to protect the realm of Earth. I don't know if we're doing that great of a job. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, to protect the realm of Earth, and because the the Pleiadians and the Reptilians both work on the fourth dimensional plane, the Reptilians can't physically interact with us. Uh, Archons being on a fifth dimensional plane also can't physically interact with us, but they can interact with energies and vibrations and stuff like that. So the reptilians are essentially using the, the archons to inject the stark energy and this overall attack on our collective consciousness across the planet um, to leech that shitty feeling. Um, so they create the, the archons are creating this dark, this dark, bad feeling within us. And then the reptilians are feeding off of that, the loosh. And that's how they're essentially weakening us. So, uh, like from your guys' perspective, then you don't see like reptilians as being like a, like a physical being. Um, cause you know, like reptilian, the whole concept is pretty mixed up where you have people that are thinking that there's like shape shifting trans or, you know, uh, reptilians, you got the ones that think that they kind of will like, I don't want to say possess a person, but you'll have that thing where their face will kind of like morph and it'll look kind of almost like dragon-like. Um, I guess like, what's mm-hmm. what's your guys' perspective on it? What, you, what do you guys think the reptilians are exactly? I think that's the only way they can probably interact physically is 
to get in some some form if they're if they're operating on a, on a whole nother dimensional level who's to say that they might not be operating off the electromagnetic spectrum of our bodies and getting into there and possess and actually like possessing somebody like i think mike and i talk about it all the time how we think demonic possession is most likely some type of we don't even think of it as like the, that that aspect of paranormal but it might be otherworldly on a dimensional level so that's that's that i think if you're dealing with because then a lot of people that say that they have encountered there are people that say that they have encountered reptilians at night especially like in the shadow figure realm so there has to be some way that they can interact with us for them to get not just a collective feeling but individuals because certain individuals get it worse than others for for sure just kind of a weird concept i was thinking of while you're saying that so you know it if there's you within multiple dimensions and if there's like, imagine like a pin that gets put all the way through where like all of the different versions of you through all these different dimensions are connected. Uh, theoretically, if there was like a reptilian and they're able to like step into that light, do you think they might be able to like control or kind of block the light, I guess, from like the other ones. And in turn, they could kind of like cast a shadow and kind of direct which way the ones below are able to see kind of, I don't know, kind of an out there concept, but well, no, that kind of, that kind of makes sense if you really look at something like the pineal gland, you know, and how most of us, um, you know, that's become hardened within you, and it and it keeps you from seeing uh, certain astral realms or seeing your true self or whatever it may be, uh, you know, operating on certain vibrational frequencies. That would make a lot of sense if if that reptilian entity or if that you know the the archon was blocking that in some sort of way that makes a whole lot of sense and that's why people that do do a lot of meditating and astral travel and projecting uh you know they are open in that uh you know they they have that pineal gland a little more open to the to the world and to other dimensions um and that's why they're able to see themselves in other lives you know and see the other iterations of themselves and make a whole lot of sense it's not it's not too it, i mean it's out there <laughs> this is all out there but yeah i like it out there you know theories. <laughs> it circles back to the my lab stuff and the 20 and back because a lot of that and for like project stargate and and those things where they used alleged intuitive empaths people you know that could easily more easily communicate with these whatever these entities are and on top of it like mike said astral travel uh remote view and and see and you know manifest actual physical experiences apparently uh and all within spending 20 years and being age regressed in some magical way which we still I have no idea how that happened. So I think a lot of these people are definitely, like Mike said, more open to communicating with it in, in the, the secret space program. I think there's a lot to do. I think if they, if all that's, if there are, if there is truth to it, there is a special type of person. That's not just the person brought to the Mars slave colony. There's the people that are actually having to communicate with these beings, whether they be 
you know, the grays, because even with the grays, you, you, you're, you're talking about people who have experiences where it's all telepathic, no words, nothing. So some, there's got to be something within us that we might not be able to communicate like we're communicating. But uh, even with Sasquatch, you've heard that people have, you know, had telepathic thoughts, like get away from my tree, you know, like something like, or some bad feeling. Just, I think the interdimensional stuff has a lot more weight than a lot of other things to explain things away. But that's just me. I mean, when I, <clears throat> getting into like the 20 and back concept, um, I guess there's two ways you could look at it. You can look at it as it's some straight, just like MK ultra, like mind control. They just will like throw memories into your head and make you think that something happened. And it's maybe just like a test to see if it'll work. And then you have people running around saying they're doing 20 and backs and it's just them knowing that their mind control or implanting thoughts is actually working. And then on the other side of the spectrum, there's actually the concept of it actually happening and you're able to pluck somebody out of where they are theoretically. But my question is like, how, do, how would that work exactly? Like, does that mean that there's an essential timeline no matter what? And maybe they're theoretically like plucking people out of like side timelines to put them into like this main timeline. Or do you think that it's like, like a concept of they just are taking from one timeline and throwing people into like another side timeline that they have something kind of happening on. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out exactly like where, what, like, there, if there's multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, like they're working on one specifically, I'd assume. Like it wouldn't make sense to kind of just have people bouncing all over the place. I mean, that's possible. So, uh, I mean, let's say you broke it down evenly. Let's say you had five-year stints. So you could take a version of a person from one timeline for five years and then take another iteration of the person from another, you know... A, a different five years from five to 10 years from a different timeline from 10 to 15 from 15 to 20 and that in itself you know if you're if you're talking about memories as they pertain to the different versions of yourself that might feel like you did live those 20 years when in reality you really only maybe you didn't you know, maybe the other iterations of you live those those years, but you didn't physically. Um, that's one way of looking at it. But also, the way I look at it is if if they're taking certain people and putting them into a 20 and back program, this technology is obviously extraterrestrial in, in nature. So look at travel. Um with extraterrestrials. It's not distance that they're traveling. It's time that they're traveling. Um, so if they've mastered the ability to travel through time as a way to go across distances, then who's to say that they haven't mastered the ability to turn back time within certain realms or within certain constraints? See, because that's kind of my logic behind it is that, like, if you take somebody out of the timeline, they live 20 years, they're going to age 20 years. So not only is it that technology that they're able to put somebody back in that time, but they'd also have to have some type of, like, age digression technology, too, in order to put you back at the proper age for where you were. Because, like, theoretically, even if you got plucked to another time, you're still going to age. So even if they put you back into that spot 20 years ago, you'd still have that 20 years aged on you unless there was a whole other type of technology to revert your age back. 
But a lot of the people I've talked to that have had this experience claim that that's how it goes down, but they still have this like subconscious memory where it's like, they don't feel it in their forefront. Like they just know something's off. Like one guy I was talking to, he was saying that he was like attracted to like 30 year old women. He didn't know why. And he was like 10. And uh, it was just like weird stuff like that. Like they can't erase the sub, the subconscious, but they can erase like the forefront of your mind, but it still like lingers in there. Or again, maybe that's just part of like the side effects from if they do have some type of like age digression technology to put you back into that exact time. Cause I don't know. There's just a lot of different working components. I feel that would have to fit together in order to make it, that flawless as it sounds yeah and one like i guess like thinking about it at a real elementary level that i've always tried to you know bend my mind around especially especially what the way that mike puts it it's it's in you know the way that we're putting it now it makes it really hard to understand that because if you're talking about a physical realm of somebody being taken out of their timeline as maybe a 10 year old and brought until they're 30 years old what about uh, not just the t- the time part, but the physical portion? You have a, your family, your kids just kidnapped for twenty years, and then shows back up twenty years later in the future as a ten year old. So that's like putting it, even asking that question in, on a physical, like elementary level. How would that even work? Unless it's you like know? a fragment hmm. of the timeline where, like, when you take somebody out, like the timeline is like fragmented, and then in order to, cor- to correct the timeline, you have to put that that person back at that time. And it's just the timeline itself that corrects itself and puts that person back to that age, even though they may still subconsciously have the memory. So maybe it's not like a technology. It could be like just Mm. theoretical time trying to correct itself. That brings us to Sim. Also, it could have nothing to do with physically taking someone. It could be uh, the astral body of someone. It could be the consciousness of someone. And, to you, your consciousness is you. Your consciousness is interpreting time and space and experiences. So who's to say that they're not taking these conscious consciousness and taking them for these 20-year periods? And to someone, it seems like it's 20 years, but maybe it's not 20 years. You know, it's 20 years within the astral realm or it's 20 years within this other dimension. But to them, it's a couple seconds. It's a couple minutes. Maybe you're spacing out and all of a sudden you snap back into your body and you're like, holy shit, what just happened? No. True. We're thinking in the physical realm of it, but in and that's that's a little harder to under, uh, to understand and to explain if if you're looking at it from the physical realm but if you're looking at it from I'm a consciousness the level you know it's it's easier to <laughs> hypothetically i would imagine it would be easier to steal somebody's consciousness for 20 years in another dimension than it is to take their entire body well, we're doing it now into age regression mm-hmm. I mean, just another theory too i mean say that there's two primary timelines like one's the alternative one's like the main timeline so if you swap like we're kind of saying that if there's like your consciousness and you within multiple timelines if they're able to like swap the bodies of yourself or not bodies but like the the consciousness of yourselves between those two timelines you'd have this one timeline that they're trying to progress and do this specific thing in and then the other timeline would be like the standard timeline and in turn after the 20 and back everybody in the main parallel main timeline would be totally okay and just kind of be like, oh, something weird happened. But then on the other side, you'd have this person that lived a totally normal life and then they get thrown back into the body of somebody that's in the middle of, you know, what was going on with their 20 and back. 
And that reality mm. is just all a bunch of like mentally fucked up people that don't know what the hell's going on. And then you have the corrected timeline. And I mean, that could kind of even flow into the whole Mandela effect thing where it seems like there's two main converging timelines. Maybe those are the two main converging timelines. Mm. Good theories, good theories. Well, we don't, <laughs> we, 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 like, like you said, the, the consciousness is a whole different reality than our physical reality. You know, we perceive what we perceive ourselves internally and then what we perceive externally that becomes internally. It's two different things. So yeah, you, you don't even have to, like you're saying, you don't even have to leave your body, but you can't, but there's, there's, I mean, there's ways to do it. Obviously with psychedelics, there's definitely ways to leave your body. <laughs> so if, if, if we can do it with, uh, organic chemicals, I'm pretty sure that someone somewhere or even us has the technology to do that with a, a machine. And maybe that's the root of the technology and where it came from. Maybe it uses that factor. There's something, some kind of chemical compound that's found within that, that makes it so that this transition can happen through time and stuff. Cause maybe that's why you have temporary time loss is cause you haven't like isolated the exact chemical that you need in order to be able to pull off consciousness, time travel or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> think about anesthesia where do you go when you're under anesthesia if you're in an induced coma where are you at you know like especially if it's a duration of time so who's to say that there's a tech who's to say that there's not a technology that can induce a coma or induce that type of amnesia from anesthesia without your physical body actually stopping and being in a bed just That's a weird thing shit. to think about too <laughs> spinning off of that does that mean that if you do have one of those crazy coma dreams where like, you know, those people will like live a full life within their coma. Do you think that if that is some other dimension or reality that everybody that has that going on is within the same reality and dimension? Like that's just a weird, crazy concept to think about. <laughs> like does everybody who goes on anesthesia go to the same place? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That's good. You're dealing with the same chemicals and, and reactions. So that's, that's an interesting Interesting, but this is why we got to get psychedelics into the mainstream uh, field for helping people out. Because now you can do studies, you know, on on what people experience instead of just, you know, I'll have to look so into that. Right laws that that don't do it. I wonder yeah. if there's anybody yeah, that's like known each other within the coma within like a coma, and then when they woke up, they didn't know each other in like the real world, but they were like, "Hey, like you you were there." Mm. It's almost like that it Wizard of Oz type vu. of thing, you know? <laughs> like yeah. you were there, you were there. <laughs> You were a lion. <laughs> you were a gray and uh, you were a <laughs> giant mantis being. <laughs> well, don't they kind of, we they were all slaves that? on the red planet. <laughs> don't they kind of do that in, in like, well, they do it in the Avenger movies a lot where they're playing with timelines and, and moving people around. I believe, especially, especially in the new Spider-Man movie, there's like what, five different timelines of different Spider-Mans all at once. So they're all pointing at each other. Do you think that's controlled ops? Do you think they're intentionally trying to put all this stuff in like media so that when it actually all hits the fan, people don't freak the fuck out? Like I've been trying to do for aliens forever. It took them like what, 60 years, 70 years now before they're like, yeah, if you guys see UFOs, like let us know, like soft disclosure, you got to trickle it a little bit at a time. So like right now they're talking about the concepts of like crazy time, parallel jumping, all this kind of shit. And then like 60 years from now, they're going to be like, well, maybe we've been doing some technology like that, but <laughs> we're just now, we just now have it. <laughs> yeah. Think about the things that they've been declassifying as of lately. Like why? What, what's the reason for it? 
Like you kept it a secret since, you know, the forties, the fifties, the thirties, whatever it may be. And now all of a sudden you're just going to release it and you're going to show us, oh, you've been spending millions of dollars trying to figure out how people can astral travel. Like why, for what reason, what, it, what is the reasoning behind that? And then they make uh, I, I, movies I've like the Man Who Stared Goats, <laughs> and then they're just trying to make it as look look as ridiculous as possible to try to make it so yeah. that the mainstream will hear these mm-hmm. concepts and just be like, "Oh, that's bullshit! You saw that movie? It was just a joke. Everybody was joking around, trying to cover it's their like own making, asses, man." <laughs> it's like making Space Force with Steve Carell. It's like everybody had to laugh at it because it's for for us to take it seriously at all, there had to be something to legitimize it. So making a show off of something, you have many movies that depict every branch of the military. So why not create something that might be funny, you know, in that way to get people to start thinking about it? It makes me when you said that, it makes me really start to see maybe it's the mindset now I'm looking for it instead of just having instead of just using it as just pure. Oh, that movie's coming out. I can't wait for it. But think about Oppenheimer, the movie that's coming out in in July that has a stacked cast. And it's about nuclear war. I haven't even heard of and, that one yet. Oh, it looks, I, 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 saw, I think it's a teaser. It looks, it looks awesome. It, but, but the conditioning, what have we been talking about for the last nine months? Um, it's back in the, back in the, back in the saddle of the news. So in the big, well, whatever the news is, but you know, what happened to the whole thing? Everybody was talking about the uh, Soviets or the Russians, whatever you want to call them, having uh, that sub that could take out the UK with like an atomic blast and just have uh, radioactive water completely cover the whole entire island. <laughs> that that was yeah, like all over yeah. the news, and then I just haven't heard anything about it now. But it still exists mm-hmm. somewhere, or it was just bullshit from the first place, and they ain't, don't I really have something like that, and they were just trying to scare people to think that they had something like that, because that's the second thing you do. If you can't create it, you just tell people you have it, and everybody is afraid that you do have it. <laughs> but then you open a door I, where other people will try to create something just like what you have. Yeah. I think that's kind of been the move um, with with this whole Russia thing. I think, and I And I think... I'm not saying that Putin is a good guy. I will not go that far. Uh, there's definitely a war going on. There's definitely some sort of, uh, you know, rockets being shot into apartment buildings and stuff like that. But when it comes to the media kind of painting him as this guy who's like ready at any moment to drop a nuke on America or, you know, he's ready to... to commit war crimes or anything like that. Like, I think that that in itself is just exactly what it is. They're trying to paint, they're trying to create an enemy. Um, you know, they, they've even gone as far as to look at a lot of his news conferences and stuff like that and do, do the translations. And he talks about how America is setting up these, these nukes and who knows, you know, is he playing the game too and just kind of passing the blame to us as we're passing the blame to him and whoever hits the the button first, you know, it is what it is. By that time, we don't care. Um, but I do think that when it comes to that, I think there is a lot of misinformation. I think there is a lot of, uh, you know, these things that they're, they're putting on Putin, putting on Russia um, that aren't really true. Um, it's like, you know, a couple of year, a couple months ago, 
they mentioned that Putin uh, had some sort of uh, brain rot going on cancer, uh, right? that he was losing so, yeah. his mind yeah, some, too. yeah brain tumor brain cancer dementia early onset alzheimer's you know like everything that they could throw at this guy to say that like he's essentially losing his mind and then they never spoke of it again mm. it's like it's cured that is that is the 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 move of propaganda campaigns is to come up with the most ludicrous outlandish shit that you can and rapid fire it out to see what sticks. And a lot of um, it, a lot of it does stick and it changes the way the culture on both sides. I think when you're dealing with two countries that are for so long have been economically intertwined, and then realistically, if people don't want to believe it, politically intertwined, and you're dealing with two countries, two of the largest, two of the largest countries with their own propaganda machines that are state-run government-run it's not independent news you're not dealing with you know there's obviously the podcast world and other independent news stations are definitely popping up but they don't have the weight of the propaganda machines that both sides have and i think having they we both have people on both sides doing the same thing and duping each other and duping each other within each other's walls on, on both sides so i think that there's definitely a setup especially with like you're saying, trickling things in, like the Oppenheimer movie coming out, and then all of the other movies and alien shows that we get. Uh, I think it's, and I know Michael will probably agree with me, I think it's just really bringing us down to one mode of control to start a larger war, and uh, especially with the UFO thing. Because as much as, as interesting as it would be that there actually could be flesh and blood extraterrestrials that are on our plane that are coming here and if they do come here may they they might not be as nefarious as we thought because we're the ones that are perpetuating the situation to, at least like we talk about it in um project bluebeam you know where fake alien invasion ultimately that's what the trickle effect is for to get everybody conditioned like so are we going to get people conditioned to start watching atomic bomb movies again too so it's and that stuff sticks. It gets it sticks in your head mm -hmm. for for especially now, especially in the last five to seven years. Stuff you used to it used to feel like entertainment. Now it feels like propaganda, which I think now I'm looking for it. And I I, th I think a lot of us weren't looking for it for a while, and then we're like it just it clicked in the last couple of years. We we're like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like everything's literally happening. Like, like Mike said, 90 days, the 90 day probation period. And all of a sudden, boom, there's your new thing that happened. That's fact. It almost makes there. you wonder if they're trying to make it so that people can't separate fiction from reality, or if it's mm. the fact that everything that we've been taught is fiction is actually reality. And it's just a matter of trickling it back into whatever mode of thinking they want you to be at any specific time. And I mean, even going into like project uh, Bluebeam. Uh, have you seen all the crazy stuff with drones they can do now? Like I was watching some video where they're creating like eyes up in the sky and then you have these like lasers that you can point at stuff and it'll create sounds like on the other side of the laser. And then you have, uh, like the bubble hearing things like, you know, going into like the, uh, the voice of God that they had supposedly back in the 1920s, where they could project a voice into somebody's head. Like they already have all the tools to be able to do it. And even though people know this technology exists, if it's right in front of them, like, 
that everybody's going to go into panic mode because all you had to do was tell people that, uh, you know, everything going on with COVID and everybody went into panic mode. All you got to do is put some drones up in the sky, make it look like a spaceship. And no doubt in my mind, no matter what you say, everybody's going to be instant panic mode. And then at that mm-hmm. point, you take full control over everything and say, everybody needs to listen to us right now. Get in your house, do this, do this, do that, do that. <laughs> and then we already had a dress rehearsal of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's all it was. I think that's all COVID really was, was a dry run. I think it was, let's see how much disinformation we can put out about this, you know, uh, this threat, this worldwide threat and see what we can get away with as far as, you know, putting people in lockdowns and making people do stuff that they didn't want to do. And, oh, well, how can we get people to take this? Oh, well, you know, uh, threaten their livelihood. Tell them they can't leave the house. Tell them they can't go to the grocery store. Tell them they can't see their family. Um, You know, and at the same time, you know, you have viral videos of nurses and doctors that are supposedly in over overcrowded, flooded hospitals doing TikTok dances. How does that work? <laughs> you know, it's it's like this weird dynamic that they set up to be like, all right, on one end of the scale, we are going to completely be authoritarian with everything that we're doing as far as it comes to your citizenship. But on the other end of it, we're going to put this fun little twist on it and this little, you know, it's like the feel good moments of, oh, we're coming together. Everybody's getting vaccinated and we're all doing this. We're, you know, I did it to help my, my father and blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, they, they set up these things to make it seem like we're coming out of this and we're doing well and we're better than we were before and look at how we all came together to beat this but in reality what it is is look at how many people came together to give up everything look at how many people came together to get rid of an entire group of people or to shun an entire part of our community or you know, to, to, to go to their own family members and say, Hey, I can't be around you because you don't have this. It's still happening. I think, yeah, it's still happening and it's, and it's going to continue to happen. It's going to dip back into it. And now all of a sudden you have these like ridiculous flus going around. What's that going to be like? Okay. Well, you guys got to get the flu vaccine and you got to, you know, I think it's all just, Let's see how far we can push these people before there is a breakage. And if you look at the past almost three years now, they've pushed pretty damn far. And I think that they probably could have pushed a little further mm-hmm. and people would oh, yeah. still go along with it because they, if you look at it, the majority of the public still believes in their government. Their government can lie to them, they can kill them, they can treat them like garbage, they could take away everything, but at the end of the day, people will still sit there and go, I doubt that the government really wants to kill me. Daddy wouldn't do that. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's it's like the you know, it's like that beaten spouse syndrome, you know, where you're like, Yeah, you know, they may hit me and they may beat me up and they may call me a piece of trash, but deep down they really love me. It's a tomorrow they'll be better. You got, you got Stockholm people. syndrome. Yeah, exactly. You got, you got yeah, people. tomorrow they'll be better. I can fix him. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you got people that are, you know, 
still stuck in you know the loop and they got you know don't i'm not trying i don't want to be mean to anybody but a lot of people got duped you know like you you got and the people that are the people that are that are still you're a problem we can't have get togethers even now 2022 you can't come home for christmas or whatnot if that's happening to you that sucks i'm sorry but uh you know now things come are hang out with me yeah, yeah. <laughs> come hang out with any of these podcasters we're all good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we're and, good and we uh you know we're coming into another another season of, of that happening but now things are getting really really weird with it where like in california they just stopped the covid pay if you get covid at work so if you get covid at work and you're out for 10 days uh, uh not not to be too personal but that is currently happening with frank which is really? why he's not here with us yep oh well, COVID, the rona yeah he got the yep. rona he's off he's off for like 10 days no pay that's yep, it that's what and, my work uh, was doing they they had the pay and then i don't know if it was a state law that changed it or the company itself changed it because there was a girl that said she had covid got two weeks paid off got covid on her two weeks paid off and then had to take another two weeks off and they didn't pay her for that. And then after that, they stopped paying the whole company. So I don't know if it was a state thing or her specifically, but it was just weird timing either way. So it just takes one person. That's all it I've, is. I've heard a lot of companies recently too. Um, you know, like when I, my last job, you had to average what 32 hours, something like that to have full-time insurance to even qualify for in some companies. Um, some places it was 40 hours, but a lot of, a, a few companies of people that I know, where they've had to be out and they, you know, you have to be out in that mandated 10 days, their companies deducted those days as days not there. So they lost their health insurance. Damn. Come open enrollment this year. So like, and that's, that's shifty. That shouldn't be happening. So I don't know if that's obviously not a state or, 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 or county run thing that's within those companies themselves but it's like what are we trying to do now you were just making it even worse for people yeah. like yeah it cost a lot of money to pay people unemployment and there was a lot of people stealing money in all the states that had unemployment during the beginning stages of whatever the lockdowns were but it's almost like they're setting it up to where people are going to be absolutely fucked it's not toilet paper this time it's health insurance and you're going to be screwed if you get sick again so, and then well, you just, have to uh, listen. Didn't they just uh, roll out mm -hmm. on October twenty third uh, a new a new um a new simulation of another type of virus that has more lethality than than COVID? <sighs> the same people that did it almost to the day three years ago, right before COVID. See, one thing I've kind of been wondering is if uh, I don't know, like everything that we've been talking about is almost if you're trying to get into like the space concept, if it's kind of like ushering people to theoretically be part of a like galactic federation, because essentially when it comes down to all these different species, they all work together. They all work as one. Uh, they all have that hive mind mentality of work, 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 you know, obey, obey, obey. So I don't know, maybe it's prepping us for that. And that's what like, you know, the all this tracking stuff is for everybody specifically is because assumably all of these extraterrestrial races are probably have the same kind of setup where they have trackers. They're not really like individuals. They're kind of just working for the group mentality and they're trying to just get everybody into that mode and method of thinking so that we could become part of like the galactic world. But I guess it's, you know, their method of thinking that they want us to act like the rest of everybody else. But humans are, I don't know. I, 
it seems like we just appear to be different than most other things that exist in the universe, even just like off of like, I don't want to say our mental capacity because we aren't creating as crazy of things, but you know, theoretically, if you know, we've been around for the same amount of time as some of these beings have been around for, maybe we would be more advanced at that time because maybe we are more capable and that's why they're trying to repress us so much in order for us to, what they think is saving us so that we can be part of this galactic world. Hmm. Yeah. That's, it's, a lot of the, a lot of these things tie into that. I, and I think, I think, I think the secret space program has almost everything to do with our current situation too. look this way, do that. Then, you know, we, you guys look right. We look right. Everybody does something on the left. You know, you know, we look up, everybody does something while, while you're not looking there. And, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's a big setup. I think we're just going through and it's probably been going on for a couple hundred years now where it's just, it's just a gradual slow push where everybody, everybody just at least at whatever the top is. And my, I think we even said it in our uh, Tavistock uh, Institute episode where Roth, one of the Rothschilds that start was a Rothschild that helped fund it. Mike, or was it? Yeah. Rothschild. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and the Milner said, group. Yeah. I, I don't need a, I don't need a country of uh, thinkers. I need a country of workers. Mm-hmm. He said, so just yeah. Hive mind. And that's what you got. But I think a lot of people are waking up and I don't think you're going to get, I really don't think you're going to get the full consciousness, at least in our country to be on that hive mind. You might get it throughout California, like New York, Oh, easily. some of the different, some of the different, some of the different places, but there's going to be far different looking map if they decide to pull something like that off again, which I don't think they'll be able to do. And if they do, if they do pull it off, it's going to have to be brutally deadly. Because all the stuff we saw in the beginning, what in March, all the things, all the videos we saw coming from China were most likely people staged. are falling dead in the yeah, streets. Most, a lot, a lot might might have been staged, and I think that the the vaccine rollouts were. I mean, sure they had it when they started <clears throat> this, and they were just buying time. Just to, it, what a social experiment to have to tell somebody it's never happened in our lifetimes where they're like, you can't go to work. Dude, I like, thought they were joking when they I first heard that, yeah. and they were like, "You have to have." A, my dad called me. He's like, "You have to have a, a work pass to leave your house." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And uh, I work somehow. I don't know how it falls in the category, but I work in medical cannabis, so you know that falls as uh, medical. So I mm-hmm. had to work. I work through everything. Like, thank full. goodness, thank goodness for you because you saved me throughout. Uh, <laughs> Dude, our sales have never <laughs> been higher. <laughs> <laughs> But it did create a lot of problems. I mean, it created a lot of division. It's also created a lot of uh, uh, real despair, alcoholism, drug, more drug use. Vi- the violence has ramped up. You can clearly see that whatever social experiment was done on us has definitely brought out that dark, more darker energy, which could bring you back to us getting getting looshed up by the reptilians you know this they've even more I think so about normalized it too with mental illness through all of this too yeah. going off of what you're yep. saying yeah so we've 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 come I, I i've i mean i think in my lifetime i have not seen so much change in such a short period of time especially when it comes to the way people think it's it was it was very consistent throughout the first you know throughout my teens 20s and then as soon as early 30s hit, boom, every, I'm like, wait, did I just wake up in one of these 20 and back programs right now? Because like, where the hell am I? You know, 
Just Let's, makes you wonder how it might be in the future because it's like as time goes on, everything progresses and gets more advanced. So, you know, if this happened and it moved and went by as easily as it could for them, like imagine what the next wave of, I don't want to say it's going to be like an illness, but just the next wave of them pushing people to do something is going to be. And I mean, Neuralink. Just, yeah, that's what I was going to say. My idea is the whole Neuralink because the scariest part about that is theoretically you get that and there's updates for it. And you can't get the updates unless you do whatever they say. Or theoretically, just another idea, they could have like a whole team of hackers. And the only way that you get unhacked, even though they pretend like it's not their fault, they're like, oh, no, but the only way that we can fix your program is if you agree to this, you got to agree to this, you got to agree to this, and then we can go in and we'll fix everything and we'll put new blockers in. But then, you know, I don't know, man, that that whole idea just is way too black mirror for me. Like there's, there's the episodes where they can block out people's <laughs> vision and then they can't see other people. And that's how they do the whole like jail time type sentence. And I don't know, man, anytime that anybody can mess with my perception of reality, like I'd rather just stay organic as much as possible. Like even coming from somebody with glasses, if you get told me that I have this thing, you can change out part of your eye and then you'll be able to see like a, like a sniper rifle scope. Like I'm, I'm good, man. I'll just wear my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they've they've worked as a, they've worked long enough. They, I think we can, they can continue to have people to wear glasses. It's weird too. Like we talked about it with the cars too. Same company with Tesla. Even Tesla being the forerunner of that stuff. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with saving the environment because it's obviously you're dealing with the same dirt power to to run that shit. I think it has to do with more control. Your car is registered in California. You want to go to Arizona. Your stuff isn't up. You haven't done what you needed to do. Car shuts off at the border. Yep. Locked out. Easy peasy. Not to mention more money, so it's harder for people to travel. Because think about the whole concept, too, of how much the batteries cost. People are talking about how when the batteries go out, they cost like $30,000 to get the fucking battery replaced. As much as the mm. car so you trick before taxes. You yeah. trick everybody into switching to <laughs> electric, and then once their batteries go, nobody can afford a car again. And then, boom, like ha- half the population can't drive anymore because no more gas engine exists, which was affordable for like a normal person to be able to deal with and fix and you know, make run <laughs> big bombshell. And that was this past week, them talking about, they found a new particle or a new, uh, new way of, uh, creating limitless power. They said the beginning stages of that fusion, so that's fusion power. Mm-hmm. So that's something to really, really watch because that's another little thing that a lot of people just like the disclosure stuff that started, you know, the past two years where people were literally the Pentagon said, we have craft that are of off-world origin and not a soul batted an eye. There's like 10 of us over here that are like, what the fuck did they just say? <laughs> like, but it's gone, it's gone, gone through the headlines. So this whole this whole power thing is gonna be one of those things where they just they throw the little breadcrumb in the pond and maybe three or four fish bite at it, but the majority of the pond ain't gonna bite at it and they're gonna miss it. And it's it's baiting. We're getting we're getting fucking trolled, man. I, that's what I'm saying. I see, trolled. I, you know, I see that fusion thing in a completely different light. Um, do to tell. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just more negative. <laughs> um, cynical bastard. <laughs> I think that the fusion thing is a setup for a false flag. That's that's kind of where reason I was going being. That. So, I think the reason behind that is. Um, so the idea of fusion would be that we have a never-ending supply of energy. That's that's essentially the entire idea behind behind fusion. Um, if you 
provide a source of never-ending energy, then that puts a whole lot of uh, energy companies out of business. Large, large conglomerate businesses. I don't think that they're going to allow that to happen. Uh, if you have the ability to create fusion, you also have the ability to create fusion engines, which could be put into cars. Uh, sure, you could sell a car for $100,000 and only sell it once, you know, and that car will run forever and they'll make money off of that and they could, but ultimately they don't want that. It's like, you know, it's like the cure for a disease. They don't want to give a cure for a disease because they make more money off of the person being sick. It's the same for energy. They don't want to make money off of something that is never ending. They want to make something, they want to make money off of something that you have to continuously get gasoline, oil. Um, I also think that uh, fusion, uh, let's say a fusion reaction in a negative sense, an explosion could be massive. Uh, fusion explosion could be a massive, massive thing. Uh, so let's say that you have one of these laboratories that's working on, you know, cold fusion or uh, some sort of fusion for never-ending energy, and the plant goes up and it explodes and it kills, you know, a million people around the plant. You know, it's in a high-density metro area. Nobody would ever touch fusion again. They would never do it. They would. They wouldn't even allow it. They would make laws. There would be a law in place the next week. You could work on fusion. No scientists, no no scientific no scientific endeavors into fusion or anything along those lines. They just wouldn't allow it. Just like it took it'd be, two it'd be a hard stop, stop right it. there. Unless that's yeah. intentional, because maybe they want people to try to fuck with it, fuck shit up, then they can make laws about it, and then they can be the only ones working on it and nobody else yeah. can have that technology. Mm -hmm. it goes it goes in, it goes hand in hand with everything like the pharmaceutical industry the, the the energy industry like they make the bulk of the money and uh how much money did pfizer and moderna make in the last couple of years is <laughs> ridiculous over something that was a global health crisis but we're still making money so that's why they're never going to stop pushing for fossil fuels and, and the gas and using gas and oil and I, I, I we could probably figure out how to do without coal that's pretty dirty um, oh easily yeah easily. but if yeah they're not gonna like they're not gonna let that up just like they're not gonna let up the foot is on the gas when it comes to rolling out their whatever they're doing with with the vaccine technology they've even changed the verbiage on the flu shot it's not the flu shot anymore it's the flu vaccine now people have it programmed in their head like oh i have to get the vaccine for the flu but how many measles mumps rubella vaccines have you gotten in your life since you were a baby <laughs> you know <laughs> so and that's a that was a that was a vaccine so I, I i i hate the vaccine talk but it's definitely something that's really eye-opening now because it's something that we've implemented in the world and it's something we've never seen in our lives well it's anything it's like normalizing that. it because now they've gotten yeah. rid of that barrier of here just put this random thing in your body because not even just pertaining to covid but like anything theoretically in the future it could be like nanoparticles could be whatever the hell 
Um, it's just they normalized and made it a regular thing for people to get shots and to put things in their body. And the more you push it along, the more that whole freedom of getting to choose what goes in and out of your body gets stripped away. So then eventually you get to a point where they're just like, all right, fuck it. You got to get this. You got to get this. You got to get this. And nobody has any say or any freedom to be able to say anything back against it. Have you guys ever heard of co-occurring conditions? Like having two... No. Having two conditions at once. So a co-occurring condition is something, uh, let's say a disease or a virus that causes another disease or a virus. So let's, again, I'm just the negative person. Let's say <laughs> that all the vaccines were pretty much a, a co-occurring virus. They injected everyone with a virus. And now... What they're planning for is the part two of that virus. What will activate the virus in that in those people? Hmm. Whether it be an airborne cold that they've developed or altered in just a, a small tweak could be this new flu that's going around that's super, super contagious and people are having problems breathing. It took now, me a month to get over that. I mean, they could just start making people stuff who, specific to certain groups of people. That could have been what happened with yeah. the whole monkeypox thing, is they were just trying to test out if they could make stuff tweaked to only interfere with certain groups of people. Mm. And maybe that's why certain people got hit with COVID and felt like they were going to die, and others just didn't show anything as asymptomatic. Well, yeah, you. I mean, you like having something occur from something. I mean, I could say that happened to me with just having COVID. You know, I haven't had any asthma problems since I was a teenager. Now I'm on daily steroids. And that happened not during COVID, but the months that followed, I progressively got worse and worse and worse. A buterol wasn't doing it. So then I had to go on to inhale an inhaled powder steroid that I'm still on almost a year later. And if I don't take That's it for a couple cocaine. days, no, 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 no. It's, it's in the, it's in the, um, um, different type, different type. Yeah, different booger sugar. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but I have to take it now. And I went to the doctor recently and, you know, I'm on antibiotics, shaking this cold that I thought I could shake for, I've had it for just before Thanksgiving. So I thought I could shake it, couldn't shake it, and uh, asked the doctor. And she was just like, yeah, your asthma is horrible right now. And I'm like, yeah, but it just started this year. And I don't have any of the, the any any of the vaccines, so I definitely wouldn't have got it from that. But I think COVID itself has activated lots of things in people because I know a few, I know a few few, I know a few people that haven't had the vaccine have had COVID. Menstrual cycles completely fucked now. You that know? happened that, to you my know? wife, and yep. that's that's like Mike saying, like, could that in itself? I think I think we all can agree and maybe even agree to disagree that COVID was probably a bioweapon to test out to see how it was. I think I think we all can can and I think the heads the heads may not necessarily roll, but the truth will come out and those people will still not believe that that's the truth. Hey man, there those was the, the Pfizer documents and people still didn't want to believe everything that those were. Th th even in the mainstream news, man, that was just like skipped over there. Like Pfizer documents, phew, bye. <laughs> Everybody yep. forgot they even existed. Just like NASA getting rid of their technology. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we can yeah. make it to Mars, but we can't make it to the moon. Just a, <sighs> one of the best lines I've heard in years. Come on, that's difficult. <laughs> well, yeah, it's bringing, it full, bringing it full circle to with the uh, secret space program. I, I don't know what their, their end game in lying to us about hiding i mean i could see why they would want to hide a secret space program from the general public it's obviously a national security issue i think you guys one of you guys said that in the beginning of this you know if somebody else has it we're fucked and uh or you can go down those rabbit holes the secret space program is just perpetuating us to not get off the the rock because it's not a spinning ball or you know whatever you believe in uh but i think in general there's definitely something going on in the sky and if it's ours or something else I, i'm i'm I, after more years of talking about it i think i'm more leaning to us being it being us at least reverse engineered or some type of thing or a mixed bag so if we got mars colonies out there i want to see it i want to know but elon musk will let us know uh, soon enough i'm sure Maybe they'll they'll keep that yeah. one secret. Probably Elon. There's nothing there. They're going to be in the middle of like a desert, even though they know everything around it is populated <laughs> with other races. They're just going to pick a spot in the center and just pretend like there's nothing there. Because yeah. of course that would be what they do anyways. Surrounded by gold and diamond mountains. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, have you guys seen My Favorite Martian where they're uh, driving the Mars rover around in the beginning and they're like, oh yeah, there's a rock, there's a rock, and then the thing dies and they're like, oh yeah, great exploration, and right over the hill there's like this whole civilization. They're <laughs> 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 driving around little rovers and be like, this is where we are, this is all there is, and then right over the ridge. <laughs> I think if 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 space is a real luck. If space is a, re- a real, if space is what we've we've taught it is, uh, the powers that be must have something extraordinary. That's that's my thought. And why the hell would you tell us about it? Little, we're the little peasants that you know live on the surface. I mean, uh, even just in a more flat version of it too. I mean, if you tell people that extraterrestrials exist and all that kind of stuff happens, you throw religion out the window. So you're throwing half your control over the world out the window just by telling them that that stuff exists. Yeah. Or everybody's just going to hop onto the, the alien religion, the intergalactic religion, <laughs> which is, you know, like I thought, I thought reset. the same thing. I, you know, we, we talked to Nick Pope. If you're not familiar with Nick Pope, he's a UFOlogist. He worked for the UK ministry of defense. He's, he's a guy with the no. Um, and I, I've always had that thought is like, if you introduce the idea of extraterrestrials to the public, then what happens to religion? And, you know, he kind of, he put it very succinctly. It's like religion doesn't go away. It just adapts. You know, you have already the Pope is saying that, you know, uh, why can't God create aliens? He created us. He may have created aliens. We don't know all the things that God has created. They have so, the largest telescope in North America, the yeah, Vatican. Yeah, they know. They know. <laughs> they know. Isn't that they thing named after like a demon or something too? I think so. Was it the Lucifer telescope, <laughs> yeah, isn't right? Lucifer isn't it or something? The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they know. They know. The morning Nick, po- Nick Pope was an extraordinary guy to talk to. It was, it was, uh, and you can tell that you can tell from talking to a guy when we had a bunch of questions that we wanted to ask him. And you can tell if we did ask him, cause I've heard him be asked these questions in previous in, in years previous and in other interviews. And I'm like, we can't ask these questions. Cause he's going to be like, well, I can't really talk about that. And we're like, fuck, he knows something like he's, you know, <laughs> you know, he's not going to tell you. So that that's what made him 
the super fascinating because he's just like he's just biting his tongue the whole time. He gave us what he could. <laughs> he's a smart ass guy, but I was like, this cool guy dude, has dude. so much Very more cool. knowledge, and I want to ask him these questions, but we'll never see him again if he answers them. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so uh, can't have that happen. I guess starting to wrap it up now, since I know when you, you said guys said you had to get going here soon. Um, yes, sir. I always like to leave the show with uh, words of wisdom to kind of try to leave it a little bit on a high note. I mean, we, we didn't leave too, on too dark of a note, but just to just to brighten it up at the end. Um, I guess whatever happens to come to mind, I always like to uh, find some words of wisdom to bestow on the listeners. Mm-hmm. Dave, you got anything? Something happy? <laughs> Don't believe the hype. <laughs> Don't believe what they're telling you. <laughs> Smoke weed, enjoy food, and just stop looking at the news. Be be blissfully ignorant without being ignorant. That's where I'm trying to go. That's my New Year's resolution is to stop feeding into the psyop. So just live your life. You only got one of them as we know it now. So just do it. True. Stop. Stop letting these motherfuckers in suits control your fear and the happiness that you can definitely live. So if you want the high note, that's that's where my brain's at right now. I'm sick <laughs> of the bullshit and I'm sick of sick of talking about bullshit, even though we're a conspiracy show. It's never going to stop. But when you're not talking about the conspiracy shit with your friends or your family, just go outside and take the spotlight from the flat earth and absorb the rays. I don't know. Enjoy it. You know, (laughs) just enjoy your time. Be aware, but live your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, my, my high note for, (laughs) I feel like uh, there's a little pressure on me since I'm very negative. Um, my high note is upon further investigation and research into the subject, I've come to find out that Kanye West's and Kim Kardashian's daughter Northwest is not the Antichrist. <laughs> Take stock in that. That's Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, and his Xenon child, whatever the hell that kid's name is. <laughs> X X E ten A E Z. I named her after a spaceship. <laughs> Do you guys want to trade uh, Trump trading cards after this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, listen, you know those things are going to appreciate in value. <laughs> those things are going to shoot up in value, especially if he becomes president again. Holy fuck. $100 like, a pack. What did, what did people buy those for? $1,000 a piece? Those things are going to be insane. Insane. Definitely. <laughs> if he gets indicted, oh my god! Dude, Don't invest like, in just crypto. Just think of the outcomes. <laughs> yeah. Invest in Trump Trump cards. <laughs> Trump trading. Invest cards. in Trump <laughs> NFTs. Yep. Yep. So, uh, for anybody that enjoyed the conversation, uh, why don't you guys let them know where they can come and find you guys? www.hushhushsociety.com. That is the one-stop shop. Literally everything. You got all our links to our social medias: Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Mike plays around on TikTok. Uh, we also have a Discord. We got everything on there. Uh, all our episodes, links to Rockfin, our merch store, blogs. Uh, you can buy us a coffee. We haven't had one yet. We're still waiting. We're in, we're <laughs> so in two. Di- we're in two different time zones, so we need we need some we need some caffeine. But uh, yeah, that's that's where you can find us. Uh, HushHushSociety.com. It literally is the easiest way to find 
everything. And if you listen to podcasts on a certain platform, we'll be there. We're there. (laughs) Really appreciate you guys making the time to come on today. This has been a really awesome conversation and I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. And with that, if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, if anybody's interested in sponsoring the show, if anybody has a topic or a guest that they'd like to see on the show, or if you feel that there's anything at all you can contribute to the show, um, I'd love to hear from you. So you can either uh, shoot me a message on Instagram, which I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I'm usually the most active on. Um, you can also email me, and uh, the email is inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. Um, you know, even if you just want to shoot me a message and have a conversation, I'd love to hear from you guys. So don't be scared. Uh, I don't bite, promise. So uh, you can actually uh, message me through the link tree. There's a little contact thing up at the top. So if you want to do it that way, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. And there, again, you will also find the links to everything that I've mentioned on the show and the Instagram. So that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.